If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. As mayor of Toronto, I will not, will not raise property taxes to hand that money over to Premier Doug Ford and his government. My proposal is to negotiate with the feds and with the province a carve-out of our GSU. That money is going to be earmarked for social assistance and housing programs. You've heard the voices of Anthony Perutz, city council for Humber River and Black Creek, now wanting the mayor's chair. And Selena Cesar Chavin, former liberal MP, who is also now going towards the mayor's chair with their ideas. And I thank both of you for joining us today. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me, Alex. Uh, happy to be here, Alex. All right, good stuff. Let me um, start on kind of a, a talker that came up today. We sent it to you. And it has everything to do with uh, this Global News report that uh, without funding from the province, this $300 million deal to bring uh, five FIFA games could fall apart. And back in 2021, Lisa McLeod, uh, then Sport Tourism uh, Minister, said the province was all in. Uh, But she's no longer the Minister of Tourism, Culture and Sport, and the province is worried about rising costs, so there's no guarantee we're going to get this money. Selena, I'll start with you on this. Would you make a deal like this? Because, look, uh, yeah, it's a big thing for the city of Toronto, uh, but there's no guarantees on these events. And, and if we can't get them with provincial or federal money, we can't we can't carry them and then we could lose them. And so how would you avoid getting into this? Like, would you allow or would you be going after deals like this with provincial and federal funding or would you stay away from them? So, Alex, I wrote about this in in 20, sorry, in April, uh, just really talking about the fact that this deal should be one that is that is made with MLSC and uh, the city so that that there is a splitting. There could have been a way to have this deal looked at or analyzed in a way that, um, you know, both parties, uh, you know, contributed to cost, but that Toronto or the province isn't carrying all of the risk. And um, in my substack, I talked about the fact that even if there was a 60-40 split where the costs were 60% borne by MLSC, you know, 40 for the people of Toronto, how does that look like even in the aftermath of the, the, the event? MLSC can make back their money. We see how soccer is alive and vibrant in the city of Toronto. People will go. But, you know, for the people of Toronto that have, you know, taken some of the risk, what is in it for them? Can they get a percent discount, for example, on the price of tickets? Can they, um, you know, can there be some kind of revenue sharing where some of that money goes back into helping to pay with transit or when revenues come in, coming back into paying for transit and other things? So it really shouldn't be where the province or the city bears all of the risk with no guarantee there should be a cost share between MLSC and the city or the province to ensure that there the, the risk is, is spread out and that the benefits of the events are also spread out as well. 
Yeah, uh, assuming we can get them uh, at this point, Anthony, and, and you sit on city council. I think a lot of people are very surprised that, you know, not only were city staff making deals to make sure that the costs were, um, you know, paid uh, for MLSE, but but that the deal's not really even done. And, and I guess depending on what we hear from the premier today, you know, if the province doesn't come forward with money, it could be a lost uh, lost cause. So d- does a, a, a mayor, uh, Peruzza, do a deal like this if, if elected? Uh, well, no, uh, um, um, Mayor Peruzza would do um, a, a much better deal. Uh, clearly, uh, you know, the, the deal that was negotiated by uh, Mayor Tory and, uh, and, and his, his, uh, his folks um, it w- it wasn't a great deal. Uh, not, no question about that. Uh, and, I, and I think there were opportunities for us. Uh, you know, to get a better deal with MLSE and uh, um, participating more and and with the others. But you know, we're we're in it now, and and I think the province of Ontario uh, needs to stop messing around with the city of Toronto. Um, you know, this is uh, this is a you know it's a it's a global tournament. It's a tournament that puts the city of Toronto uh, on the map. Uh, it's great for us. It's great for tourism. It's great for our economy. It's great. Uh, it's coming uh, at a at a at a fabulous time as we're heading out of the sort of the, the you know coming out of the pandemic. Uh, Toronto's economy has been hit hard. Uh, businesses are struggling, especially in the in the downtown core. Bringing a tournament of this nature is a hopeful event for all of us and a hopeful event for the city of Toronto. And it's something uh, that, that uh, has landed on our lap at, at probably the best of times. But, it, but it's uh, expensive. So and so, again, it's a very expensive proposition. And this is why Peruzza is saying we need a new deal with the provincial government. So we're not stuck like this when these things happen. You know, we collect $2.2 billion, which we return to the provincial government uh, every year out of our property taxes. Um, I don't believe the province has any business to that money. Uh, we can't afford to do that anymore. We can't just, uh, you know, basically raise people's property taxes to hand the, the, the money over to the uh, provincial government. Uh, we should be hanging on to that money so that we are not in this position. So, okay, so, so let me just jump in because I don't have a ton of time and I want to make sure. sure. Would, you, would you just go it alone on an event like this or would you just not have it? Well, I know. I think that, that we need to hold their feet to the fire. And I think the provincial government and, uh, and the feds and everyone else uh, needs to be, uh, their feet need to be held to the fire. Well, the decision has, the decision has been made. needs to be held to the fire on this one because they negotiated a bad deal in the first place. So it's not about the province to stop messing around with Toronto, but Toronto having the political will and the leadership to negotiate a deal in the best interest of Torontonians in the first place. If they didn't Absolutely. do that in the first place, then we cannot be talking about holding someone else's feet to the fire when our own haven't been. And that's where you need political will and leadership to negotiate a fair deal such that it benefits Toronto because we know it'll benefit MLSC. Yeah. So let me use that as a jumping off point, because when it comes to the finances, um, we have talked to uh, Selena um, Cesar, you would um, you, you're, I think, one of the only ones campaigning on a funding formula for uh, the city of Toronto, meaning You'd negotiate with the uh, province as well as the feds to get a better deal for this city, which we desperately need. But again, you're depending on a lot of either goodwill um, and hope and assumption. How are you getting that deal done? No, it's not depending on goodwill or hope or assumption. The, The 
Toronto is not just an, ec- an ec- economic powerhouse. It is a political powerhouse. And it's not just me going into that deal. There's th- three million people that are going into that deal with me. The, uh, in Ontario, the municipalities have been downloaded the responsibility of social assistance and social housing without the correct funding formula to support it. And in order to be able to fund social assistance and housing, which is a priority to be able to, to support um, the increasing ge- geopolitical crises that are causing uh, refugees and immigration into our cities, that are causing uh, challenges in terms of social assistance programs to support mental health, to support other uh, programs. We need to have that funding formula done correct. This is about, again, the political will and the leadership to say that it's not just me going into that negotiation, it's all of us going into the negotiation. We are supposed to be in this together. Toronto has showed up for the federal government in 2015, in 2019, in 2021. It is time for the federal government to show up for Toronto, negotiate a fair deal so that housing and social services are not paid for by property taxes. If you look at research related to how to run a city, we are not doing effectively, we are not doing it efficiently, and you need a a leader that will step in and say, let's create the foundation, the fiscal foundation for Toronto that allows us to run a big city the way it should be done, so we are thriving and we're not going cup in hand to the province and the feds every time we run into a crisis. Anthony, I'll give you a chance to answer on this. Uh, You're not, to my knowledge, going to renegotiate that, but you're also uh, one of the only uh, candidate mayors saying, look, you're not going to raise property taxes, um, you know, to pay off the bill. How are you going to pay off the bill? Well, precisely, Perutz, the the only idea in this campaign out of all the candidates uh, that uh, basically says, look, we need a new financial arrangement with the provincial government. We currently collect $2.2 billion of property tax monies, which we are going to return to the provincial government this year. We do that each and every year. Uh, that money is paid by Torontonians, uh, and it should stay here in Toronto. So Peruzza, as the mayor, would knuckle up and say to the provincial government, not on my watch. You don't get that money. That money stays here in Toronto. We can't afford to give it to you. Um, uh, you know, we need to, to be able to grow this city uh, in, in a way that, uh, that uh, the Torontonians deserve. And, uh, and that money should stay here. Uh, it's the only big idea on the table. It's the only financial deal uh, on the table. And, uh, and, quite, and in fact, Toronto City Council... I passed a motion at the last council meeting where Toronto City Council said, you know what, that money should stay here. We collect it. Uh, it's paid for by Torontonians and should stay here in Toronto. And if we do that, uh, then uh, what we can do is make sure that people do not get a property tax increase, um, at least for the next three years, uh, while we you know, come out of this uh, you know, pandemic-driven slump uh, that the city and the province and the country, to some degree, is facing right now. People are having a really, really tough time. Yes, they are. You know, paying their rent. You know, housing has become unaffordable. Well, it has. So, Again, so, a lot so of the can... things that, that have put us here are, are the decisions yeah. politicians have made over the last twenty years. Like there, there's a lot to, to to be said about all the the announcements we get and the lack of 
shovels and grounds and the actual work we get done, you know, to, to build the housing that should have been uh, done at this point. I want to flip over to one of the big issues also, though, uh, which is safety. Um, no question about it. We've got some issues. And, and we're not getting these daily headlines right now because it's warmer. People are moving out of the subways and they go into parks. They have more area to go. Just because we're not getting the, uh, you know, the big headlines does not mean it's, it's not happening. I mean, there's a, a violent guy that police are warning uh, people around in downtown Toronto who, again, a stranger of violence, almost uh, killed a guy over at Young, or, uh, I guess it's Bay and Elm area. I mean, we can't get around this city safely anymore. So let me kick things over to you, uh, Selena, on the, on the first one on this. And I want to kind of zone in on, on, on your, your plan because y- you, I don't want to put you in the defund category, but you do see an alternative way of policing where you bring in police and more social workers. But I want to get to the safe injection, and I'm not really 100%. You say you support um, safe injection. However, uh, I don't get the sense that you're going to stop it, but you do talk about that we need more rehabilitation and services. And so I think a lot of people are looking at it and saying, well, what's, what's the future of this? I mean, everyone says the evidence is clear. It's working. I'm not sure I agree with that, Evans, when I'm, when I'm having to explain to my child at a Canadian Tire why a woman's shooting up in her foot, nowhere near a safe injection. And it's happening everywhere. So right. what right. are you going to do about that? It's a big issue. So, so the challenge here is talking about safe injections or safety in a silo. And if we're, if we, if we're looking clearly at even, you know, the, the incident with O'Brien Tobin, the accused in the, in the Keele mm-hmm. station ki- killing, mm-hmm. the police did their job there. They, kept, they, they arrested him multiple times over the course of several years in, in doing a number of different things. What failed was housing. What failed was mental health support. What failed was social support. What failed was a plan for uh, getting him uh, employment and providing those supports that are needed. And this is not a, a, a failure of the actual uh, community services that provide those services to, to individuals. What failed was their capacity and their capability to continue to provide those services in a way that's sustainable. And so you have to go back to funding. So when we think about uh, negotiating new funding revenue streams for the city of Toronto to help bolster housing, mental health support, social support, plans for individuals who are um, seeking treatment, who are seeking those supports, if we do not have the revenues to do that, we are going to continue to have these conversations about, you know, seeing people shoot up, seeing seeing, uh, some of these uh, inequities or inadequacies across the city. And so the funding formula, earmarking funding, especially as related to a carve-out of the GST or other revenue streams, being specifically earmarked for social assistance and social housing, starts to look at these challenges in a compassionate and comprehensive way. Okay, so let me just jump in there because I'm going to run out of time. I I, I hear it, but... but Look, I'm hearing that it's going to take a long time. And the concern, I think, for a lot of people is, is this going to continue to expand with no real solution? Because, again, we don't have the housing, the supports, they're very, very expensive. So would there's you would you no expand quick, it? There's no quick fix here, though, because this has been years of, saying, of, of putting Band-Aids on a very complex solution. So there has to be a more comprehensive look. It has to be around housing and support, mental health support and social assistance support. There's no way that we could say, let's have a panacea and fix this overnight with a pill. That is not how it's going to work. And I, I, w- I wouldn't want to be disillusioned and tell the people of Toronto that that is the way to go. 
Let me jump over to you, uh, um, Anthony. And you support uh, safe injection. You won't stop it, but you do talk about the need to clean it up. Um, where do you where do you see the future of this? I mean, how far do we expand it before we actually put some solutions? And and what I'm hearing from a lot of the candidates, it's there's not a solution coming imminently because we haven't done the job that everyone, all the government um, you know politicians didn't bother to do for the last couple of decades. And so, other than picking up needles. Um, how do you manage the expectations of people living in the city of Toronto that this is a thing? Yeah, correct. We, we don't have, uh, and we haven't really had uh, a well thought out plan, and we don't have the funding basis to deal with a lot of the mental health um, issues uh, that we are now being um, forced to deal with. Uh, so mental health right. from a policing perspective, mental health from a crisis response perspective, mental health from an outreach worker perspective, mental health from a housing uh, perspective. Uh, so these are all fundamentally a big ticket health issue items uh, where, uh, to some degree, we have been abandoned by uh, by the province uh, because health is, is really their bailiwick. Uh, they are the ones that have the deep pockets. Uh, to be able to deal with these issues, but they've basically foisted on uh, onto cities, right? Uh, which like is going to become your problem if you're mayor. Out. And so, what are you doing? Because if I, if you got a 30 second elevator pitch to me, I want to know if this is my issue, and it is a big issue for me because it's starting to creep into my it, neighborhood. It, 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 what are you it's doing? With it? It's an absolutely big issue. So what we really need is we need the resources. So we need a new deal with the provincial government where we get the, to keep the monies, uh, the property tax monies that are paid by Torontonians here. We get that $2.2 billion, and then we cobble together plans to be able to deal with and help out these folks that need, so desperately need our help uh, with, a comp- with comprehensive solutions. We need to take care of them. We need to figure out how to help them. Uh, we need to be able to move them into appropriate housing uh, with the appropriate supports uh, so that we, as you say, get them off the sidewalks, get them off the streets. Um, and, you know, they're basically uh, abandoned to themselves. We have no capacity other than to just basically go around and do with the, you know, with the ambassador programs and, and with young people going, going around cleaning up needles. That's not the way to, to take care of this very, very egregious uh, social problem uh, that cities are now being forced to deal with. And the city of Toronto is is really experiencing it now in a very, very hard way. Well, it, uh, it's been on the radar for a long time, and everyone just kind of ignored it, and here we are now. Uh, just These are quick an- This is a very quick answer. Uh, so just in your mind, Anthony, like give, a, give me like the, the potential voter. How, when are we going to see a real fix? Like Give me a timeline. If I, if I vote for you, Anthony, when are you getting a real fix in the window, let's say on this funding? Uh, two years, three years, when are you getting it done? No, we're getting it. We're, you know, if... Uh, you know, with Mayor Peruzza, what you're going to get is you're going to get somebody who's not going to knuckle up and say uh, to Premier Ford and his government, look, this money has to stay here. Uh, we're not collecting it uh, for you and giving and turning it over to you. Uh, there has to be another way. We're going to keep the money. I would use the, uh, I, I would. I'm getting off sure my elevator. I'm at my floor. <laughs> I would I would make sure that Torontonians are made aware uh, that that they are currently handing over a lot of their property tax monies to the province of Ontario. They don't know that. Uh, okay, currently. you only get thirty seconds. I'm off the elevator. I've left and gone grocery shopping. All right, sorry, um, Selena. I'll give you uh, the same thirty thirty seconds. Very quick. Yeah. Very quick. 
in two years. This will be done in two years. And uh, the reason why I'm doing it in two years is I want to put my own skin in the game. I want people of Toronto to know that within that two-year time frame that I'm going to negotiate for them to have that carve-out so that in that so that it stays within my mandate so they can hold me to account when it's not done. And if, if it, it gets done within that two years, we're able to then support our social assistance, social housing, start to clean up some of the problems that we're seeing, create a foundation for Toronto that allows us to start to build the champion city that we want. Um, oh, did we lose Selena? Oh, my no, God. No. Oh, there you go. Oh, she no, wrapped no, it up no. on time. I'm like, this is so foreign. Selena said something very odd. She said accountability, and then she... Wrapped up a point on time, so congratulations, you win. Um, look, both both of you, the, the clock is not my friend in these situations, but I'm glad you both came on. I wanted to give you a chance to kind of flush out where you stand on things because I know how unfair the uh, choices are for the uh, actual debates. Uh, I thank you both. We'll, we'll have you back on. We've got lots of time still before the election. So cheers, good luck, and thank you. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you, thank you so much for the opportunity to share my thoughts. Lots of voices to be heard, and I do think they should be.